This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. I'll keep it short and sweet. Family, religion, friendship. These are the three demons you must slay if you wish to succeed in business. When opportunity knocks, you don't want to be driving to a maternity hospital or sitting in some phony baloney church or synagogue. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. So glad you picked that one. <laughs> I'm glad you reminded me of yeah. it. It's my favorite quote. <laughs> it's in a the very good one. Episode. Um, also, right? <laughs> synagogue, pony baloney church, or synagogue? <laughs> it's just the emphasis, the the the, the ginger he puts on synagogue. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. very telling. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, I think, the entire first act of this particular episode is just half one long how old is mr burns joke <laughs> yeah and the other half is is lisa recycling yes yeah yeah that's the plot all right thanks for listening everyone bye, bye. <laughs> uh, of course this is two bad neighbors my name is alan greg's taking a swig of coffee i'm greg <laughs> this is very professional today uh <laughs> And we are here to talk about an episode of The Simpsons because this is an encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. That was mine. I know. But thanks I for stole picking it. up the slack. <laughs> I had a glazed over look in your eye. So. I, yeah, very. I'm like, I'm okay, I'm here. I'm yeah, here. he's here. He's I'm here. here now. Don't uh, worry about it. For those who love our behind the scenes chatter, this is one of many episodes we're going to be recording today. Yep. All out of order. So this one's going to be coming out end of February. Uh, when Greg's coming back from jolly old Lon- London town. When this episode drops, I am literally on a plane. Literally. I am flying. Flying. On a plane. Through the air. Like a bird. Like a bird. And then landing, not Gracefully. so much like a bird. <laughs> I land very much more like, like a, a plane. Like a, yeah, like an airplane. Like an airplane. <laughs> In fact, I fly through the sky more like mm, an airplane. Mm-hmm. Because an airplane, really, there's not much bird a, related. An airplane doesn't flap its little wings. Doesn't no. no. It um. It just it. They it's got like just, some little flaps. It's got little flaps that make it go up and down. Yeah. but It doesn't flap them. Constantly. True. Good God, you two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear. I hear the voice of God in my in my headphones telling me to sh- get, shut the fuck up and get to real talk. <laughs> Although I am now imagining what it would look like for a bird to land like a plane. <laughs> just sort of tilt and try and land one wheel first and kind of bounce a little. Well, see, where you go wrong first and foremost is birds don't have wheels. <laughs> so that makes it hard yeah, to imagine. Dare to dream. This, the, the, this very, uh, this, this very uh, wonderful opening three minutes of our podcast reminds me of every other opening um, and entirety of the podcast that we do with James. Uh-huh. Uh, who is our guest today? <laughs> That's right, James Avramenko. Yeah, um, hey. the uh, host of the extremely popular podcast Friendlist. <laughs> Friendlist. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I said. I heard Friendlist. It's the cold. I see. That's yeah. the that's the point. <laughs> I, it's, ours it's is supposed bees. to be like. Are you talking about your friendless or your friendless? Ah, uh, it's a pun. It's very <laughs> highbrow humor. You know, I really thought it through. Very good. <laughs> How many episodes have you done already? <laughs> Uh, 45. Jesus uh, Christ. I'm just starting recording season two this week. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm about to start so is that kind of back the, on the train. Is that kind of the plan is like 40 ish per season? No, uh, oh. I, the, the plan was to never have a season. And then <laughs> I realized I was going away. I was going out of town for a month and I was like, I can't be fucked to like, to record episodes and yeah, plan yeah. and do all this stuff. So I just went, uh, season finale. Here we go. And we'll see you in the new year. Yeah, and yeah. Oh crap. We know how but, that is. <laughs> um, 45 actually, no, no, you know what? You know what? 45 was actually representative of the 45 hostages that were taken, uh, many years ago. Um, Jesus Christ. Oh no. <laughs> so is 
that too? Is that not going to be topical humor? <laughs> but in February, is this, is this the Israel I mean, thing? Is that or the Palestinian thing? Or by February, yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like we'll that. be at is war with the, Iran. Uh, so yeah, it was yeah. The, the MySpace wars of 2006. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> you don't remember um, those? <laughs> <laughs> never forget Tom. Tom was their only real friend. It's true. He's the only guy I would never have unfriended. He stuck I, by I 100%, you. I hundred percent. I don't know about you guys. I signed in for MySpace, and I was 100% like giddy when I'm like, oh, someone friended me already. And it was Tom. And, and I'm like, who's this Tom guy? I don't even know him, but okay. And then it like wasn't until was like the best thing. A, a few months later, I'm like, oh, he's like the My- he owns MySpace. This is his friend with everybody. But that's like, I feel like that was such a smart move on his part because it got you excited right away. Right out the gate, you were like, yes, I'm on this. I'm doing it. I know what, you know, now, I'm, now I can embed my, my chemical romance, meaty files. <laughs> can't wait to go. Can you imagine if when you signed up for Facebook, uh, Mark Zuckerberg added you as a friend? Somehow that's really well, he gross. He did. He's just, <laughs> he just, you know, he didn't tell you. Oh, but. shit. You're right. He can see all. <laughs> he can see everything. Oh, he has no. the algorithm He's written listening on his right now. Yeah, on his window. Yeah. Let's keep promoing your podcast <laughs> yeah, for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Um, it's a really fun show. So you. Alan, I'm, I'm going to have you on. I know. Well, you got uh, I'm going to have to have you on pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but uh, but for those that aren't aware, it's essentially you bring on a different guest who is a friend of yours on Facebook each episode. Mm-hmm. And after mm-hmm. you're done chatting with that person, you unfriend them. Yeah. Yeah. And then we we uh, we uh, completely lose touch. <laughs> I still see them elsewhere on Instagram and Twitter, but we mm. don't touch base at all. Um, Do you think that's a sequel podcast? Kind of is a, is it, uh, you're going to unfollow them from Instagram as well? Gramless. <laughs> Gramless. <laughs> Tweedles. Toodles. Toodles. Toodles to the Tweedles. Tweedles. <laughs> you know what? I'm. I, I am already in way over my head. I uh, Every day, all I want to do is just throw my phone against the wall mm. and never go on social media ever again in any capacity. But now that I've got this fucking show to do, yeah, I can't you're, you're in Facebook. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I've got like, look, I've had two CBC articles. So, I mean, like, well, I'm basically excuse famous, me. you know. <laughs> We've only had one, so... <laughs> And the Metro. <laughs> and the Metro. We've had Metro and CBC. But, uh, hey, I know. no. Hey, game respects game. I, I've not been in the Metro, so, you know. Does but, Saskatoon uh, have a Metro? The prestigious Calgary Metro. <laughs> like, it's like God damn. Saskatoon, the bus newspaper. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's not let's not all start right. bagging on Saskatoon here. All it's okay. Right, all right. It's uh, it's. I'm sure it's a lovely place. I've never been. It's it's fine. <laughs> Does it still have a bonanza? Oh, I have no idea. What is a bonanza? I spent the vast majority of my life in my living room. So um, right, I like, couldn't tell you. Well, Alan just asked, "What is a bonanza?" <laughs> and. Am I going to regret asking that question? I know what a bonanza is. Okay, I know the um, show. It, no, it's just a. It's just like one of those places with all the crazy crap on the walls. Oh, okay. Right, and mm. it's just it's just like it's more tilted to western. Okay. And sure. when I was in uh, when I was doing taekwondo as a little kid, uh, there were several uh, tournaments in Saskatoon. Okay. And I went to Saskatoon a couple of times, and we went to the bonanza. And my dad remarked, and I, this is one of the only things I remember about the tournament time is that this is the only bonanza i've ever seen in the past 20 years <laughs> and and he was he was 30 or 35 at the time so <laughs> does that does that ever rock you where you just think about like when my father was my age he had three children in a career two and i'm a but... failing <laughs> podcaster well greg uh, uh, <laughs> sorry to be, have to break it to you this way but what <laughs> You have a baby brother. Oh, cool. <laughs> One more chance to not be a biological dead end. <laughs> we're here to talk about The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, we are. God damn. I feel like we're filling time because I'm not going to lie. This episode wasn't great. Interesting. Well, well let's, let's talk let's, about what know. episode we're talking about. We're talking about The Old Man and the Lisa. This is the 21st episode of season eight, written by John Schwartzwelder, directed by Mark Kirkland. Original air date, April 20th, 1997. And James, my understanding is you requested this episode. 
I did, and now I made a, a, a fiddle error in that I, I Googled the season, and uh-huh. I saw the thumbnail of Brett the Hitman Hart. I went, oh. deal, done, I'm in. Okay. Uh, all I wanted was a wrestling episode, and it turns out he's in it for like Oh, yeah, this is five, definitely not a wrestling episode. <laughs> no, not even close. And it's like pretty offensive, and also... <laughs> Yeah. But, but it's like like not how Bret Hart behaves at all. I, I'm sure they got him as a voice, but that is so not his character, especially 97 Bret. Like, come on. But. <laughs> well, but this yes, is great. He is the he, he is the guest voice and he is in the guest house in this episode. Uh, so they did get the real Bret the Hitman Hart, who uh, currently resides in Calgary, Alberta. That's right. And, Our uh, good friend, uh, the doctor, has met him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Got a little picture with him. And uh, I infuriated him by saying, hey, is that Mickey Rourke? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good reference. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ife does it all the time to me. <laughs> so, And he posts so rarely on social media. So when he does, I have to take the shot. Uh, I have to take it. <laughs> Do you know there was a time where he just sent me pictures of Jake Lloyd for yes. weeks? Yes, I did know that. With no comment on them, just here's a picture of Jake Lloyd, and I'm like, please like, stop like this. Young Jake Lloyd or new or like current? No, Jake like, Lloyd, well, this was this was years ago. This was like I don't know, ten ten ish years ago. So it was like post Phantom Menace. He was like a young, like a teenager, and like not acting anymore because you know Star Wars fans are the worst. And uh, so he was like in his weird like teen phase, <laughs> and he was just what sending is it me about, pictures of him. How is it? How is it that every child actor gets a balloon head? Like, have you noticed that every single one of them they grow up and their head just like grows three sizes too big? Have you noticed this? I have not. <laughs> but like, I mean, it's, it's like his face stopped growing, <laughs> but the rest of his head kept going. No, he's right. Have you not noticed this? I believe you. Yeah. I'm just saying I never noticed it. Yeah. No, now that you mention it, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it might be because uh, children with large heads look better on camera. Mm. You can't like use, cherub-esque. Yeah, you can't use small heads. They look too small. You gotta tape a bunch of cows together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, James, you said you, this was kind of uh, offensive to you. In what way? <laughs> well, it's just that the depiction of, of like, oh, the this lady in the background. The screaming sheik or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like I'm not trying to like virtue signal here or pretend I'm some kind of you know like wokeness you know. But like I don't know. I, ever since Disney Plus like put out you know I'm I'm sure you're getting a lot of this. Uh, ever since Disney Plus released Simpsons, we've been you know my wife and I have been rewatching the whole thing, and there is a lot of jokes where I'm like, ooh, that's that doesn't really hold up now. What and, uh, seasons you know, are you I'm, watching? I'm not, I'm not going to start. I'm not going to start like saying you know Simpsons canceled or anything hyperbolic like that. <laughs> well, but it at the same be. time too, like there was a lot of humor that just like does not fly anymore. And I just felt like that was one of the jokes. I was just kind of like, I get it. You're being derogatory, but it's just like, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's punch up a little bit better. You know, at the same time, but at the same time, what I would argue, isn't that kind of a wrestler, a staple of the genre? Shriek and Sheik? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. arguably it's, it's for a, sure. But it's I a mean, parody of the so Iron Sheik is the idea. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, too, like, wrestling is trash art. I, don't get me wrong. I adore it. It is my favorite art, but it is trash art. Yeah. And and it's and it's just as bad. I'm not, like, and the, I think that's the other thing, too, is that it's like, you can criticize something without making something else elevated above it. I think both are shit, you know? And both are problematic, and both have things that need adjusting and 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 uh, analyzing but i think in this moment we're talking about simpsons um wrestling is a whole other can of worms because yeah it's it's gross and the exploitation of <laughs> you know foreign menace and all that kind of stuff yeah. is you know obviously one of the major problems of the of the of the performance but in so this is case, it mostly the uh shrieking chic part that you took offense to or was it because you said um, about like the depiction yeah. of brett as well <laughs> Let's not pretend like I'm like grasping my pearls here. You know no, what I mean? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm like, not. Oh. I, but I am curious because like I I've gotten into wrestling in the past uh, couple of years because I am good friends with Ife and he likes wrestling a lot. Um, and uh, I definitely watched some wrestling when uh, like in the '90s, so like around when this episode aired, and so I knew some of the big names, that kind of thing. Um, but never really understood the whole foreign menace uh, caricature that they did. 
Um, but nowadays they don't really do that anymore. Like they've, you know, they've realized maybe we shouldn't do that. It's weird. Weird, right? Because like Vince McMahon, like the owner and the the still sole uh, manager of of WWE, he still does these characters. He just recently had this guy, Jinder Mahal, who's from Calgary, play this like, in you know the modern day Maharaja and the the right. Indian menace and yeah. all that stuff and and so it's like the characters still exist to this day and it's garbage and it's not working anymore um, because it's an international art now yes. and so you can't represent American jingoism uh, <laughs> on an international platform because nobody gives a shit anymore right it's yeah. why you know knock wood the this whole Iranian situation isn't playing out the way that, you know, not to like get all political here, but it's like, it's why it's not playing out the same way it did 20 years ago, because we're on a different global scale politically and culturally. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are still going to die and it's going to feel fucking brutal, but you know, it's not. Anyway, sorry, I'm spinning. Out. <laughs> uh, um, wrestling. Um, <clears throat> it's, it, you know what? I, I'm not like offended, but it's just what I mean by the Bret Hart thing is that like, so in 1997, this is just before. <laughs> let's go into a history <laughs> okay. of wrestling in <laughs> mid to late 90s. Let's do it. So, uh, 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 Bret the Hitman Hart has turned heel in 1997, and he's feuding predominantly with which Stone is Cold which Boston, is a bad guy with, for um, anyone listening who may not know the yeah, wrestling was, lingo. Yeah. He's turned into a villain. Sorry, as yeah. I just no, it's okay. I I just right. know. Yeah, so, again, like three or four years ago, I'd be like, "What the hell is a heel?" Like, like now I know, but right. I know there might right. be some listeners who are like, "What the fuck is that?" And and so, but he's doing this weird thing at the time where he's only a bad guy in America, and anytime they go do a show in Canada, he's a good guy. So mm. there's this whole storyline where he goes, "If I lose to to uh, Shawn Michaels, I'll never wrestle in America again." You know, <laughs> which I don't know. A good impersonation or not, but I mean, it might be. <laughs> Sounded good to me. Listeners, write in. Let us know. <laughs> um, that's actually the thing that kind of uh, annoyed me about this. And this is so nitpicky and such <laughs> like wrestling nerdy about it is that like in 1997, he wouldn't be buying a house in the States because he could potentially not be wrestling there ever again. Okay, so here's my, he goes on to here's my counter argument. The the woman selling him the house in the episode says Hitman, not Mr. Hart mm. or not Bret Hart. So he's in character. This mm-hmm. is all a big, you know, uh, he's keep, he's keep, he's keeping kayfabe. Yeah, <laughs> like this is what's this is what, like all part of some some wrestling match he's going to do in Springfield. Where it's going to be like, yeah, Brett bought a house and then, I don't know, someone came and trashed it. I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's funny because, yeah, obviously you know, he's not going like. <laughs> to be wearing his, like, <laughs> his wrestling outfit if he's just out buying a house in real life. You know what I mean? Like, if he's actually Bret Hart buying a house, he's not going to be, like, in his wrestling costume. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like obviously like behind it. the scenes, it's because the Simpsons writers aren't going to put Bret Hart in an episode and have him wearing street clothes. <laughs> like they know they need to represent him the way the audience knows him. But in universe, I like the idea that this is all part of the act. <laughs> Springfield does have a coliseum. <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's he's feuding with the Shrieking Sheik, and that's why he's buying the house right next to him. It's all it also part does, of his it, plan. When he finds out the Shrieking Sheik is there, it convinces him to buy it, too. So yeah. it's almost like there he's, you go. they form a bunch of different powers, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the episode. <laughs> Unless you want to say a little bit more about wrestling in the mid-90s. <laughs> no, this is, this is a five-second bit in a 22-minute <laughs> episode that's actually got a lot of other stuff to unpack. So let's yeah. move on. Yeah. I just think it's funny that you chose this episode based on the thumbnail of Bret Hart and thought it was a wrestling episode. <laughs> I'll just tell you, I, I, I fucked up. That, that played it. <laughs> so James, when was the last time you saw this episode? Can you remember? Um, like I was a kid. I, I, cause you know, I, I vividly remember all the little Lisa stuff. I remember the slurry. I remember the, um, I remember like the sad whale getting pulled in <laughs> and like when, when, she, when he's like, nothing, to, nothing, a spoonful of slurry won't help. You know, I remember, I remember all that stuff really vividly from, from, you know, being a kid. But I, when was the last time I watched it? God knows. Like when was the last time? Yeah, I don't know. So I'm it was. Just it, keep trailing it was quite literally the the Hitman Heart thing that was just like, oh yeah, I'll watch this one. 
Bingo. Yeah. 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 Cause I, cause you know, you and I were talking, you were like, we're, we've got all these episodes available. Let me know which one you want. And I just Googled them. Cause I couldn't, I'm not as good with like titles and stuff as you are. I mean, God, I didn't even know the title of my favorite episode, <laughs> you know? So. <laughs> sure. So you said this was not a great episode to you, James. Well, you know, okay. So you know what it is? It, it's not that it was like, there was a lot of really good stuff, but I, it, 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 it comes at that point where um, a lot of, like, in the 90s, a lot of TV shows and a lot of, you know, media was sort of covering, you know, recycling and climate change and, and all of these things, but they were still treating it like this sort of, like, liberal fad. And so a lot of... Um, and what's changed? <laughs> even sort of, like, left-wing or, or liberal, <laughs> you know, leaning comedies would often kind of take the piss out of it, you know? And it's like, it's it's just, it's kind of troubling to watch it now, 20 years removed, and, you know, a continent is on fire, and, you know, and there's, there's superstorms forming everywhere, and we're mm-hmm. just, we're waiting for the solar flares to just wipe us all out. And Calgary's so it's like, apparently like going to be in a cold dome. Did you read about this? Oh, great. No. Oh, great. Right. Or Alberta. You know, I mean, Alberta's yeah, going to be in a cold dome. Minus 45 degrees. You know, and so uh, it's just like, it's just weird, off-putting to watch these these shows sort of like lampoon it or i don't know what the right word for it's still really funny when she's like don't recycle it's evil like it's really <laughs> but funny. you told us to like, yeah right you know and that and that yeah it's sort of i i, I kind of lump it in the same category as that like um what was that you know the the south park thing where they had like the bear wolf man or bear whatever pig. it was called. the man bear pig exactly you know and it's like yeah, you glib little shitheads. Like, did yeah, you see the uh, sequel to that? Like the there was the Ban I mean, Bear Pig episode where the South Park writers themselves were being like, Haha, "Look at this loser Al Gore worried about this climate change," and then they made a sequel and like more recently that was like, uh, "Yeah, sorry Al Gore, you were right. We should have listened to you about Man Bear Pig. It's here and it's killing people. Can but you help all, us?" But all you have to do is give up Red Dead Redemption too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's and that episode, yeah. we won't. Yep. <laughs> I've, I I personally really like this episode and how it uh, tackles the issue of recycling and in the fact that as mm-hmm. Alan was kind of saying, it hasn't the the way it's perceived hasn't changed. Um, yeah. And I think there's a really great reason why they give the recycling angle to Lisa. A, she's the mm-hmm. only character in the family that could handle that kind of a topic with any nuance or integrity and lisa has been since season two the heart and soul of the show and she is the point of view of most of the writing staff not john schwartzwelder (laughs) that would probably be bart when he's talking about recycling (laughs) (laughs) i'll do it in the morning (laughs) no the 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 whole thing where he's like the 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 sun's gonna explode and you're just wanting to have us spend the rest of our lives using inferior Inferior products products. i feel like that's a john schwartzwelder uh who is the sole credited writer but i feel like that's his opinion and everything else coming from lisa is the rest of the writer's room because schwartzwelder mails in his scripts from a unknown unabomber style shack in the middle of the woods that's right for real (laughs) for real yeah Oh my god. There's like one known photograph of Judge Schwartzwelder and all the other images are him animated into the show. And the one Why photograph do we allow is lunatics to control Because our he's culture. a great like, writer. He's a he great is, writer. He like this episode is super funny and most of the episodes he's ever written are pretty solid. Agreed. Yeah. But he's kind I of a little. No, I don't want you. I don't want you thinking. I thought this was a bad. Sorry. I. 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 I'm. I'm worried. I misspoke and said it was like a bad episode. I just think on the scale of the episodes that I've. I've watched with you guys, like, it. It ranks lower than most. You know. Sure. Right? I mean, it's still great. We. We did watch Camp Krusty and Krusty gets canceled together, right? <laughs> was it those two? Uh, not. Not that gets canceled. We did the. Um, Oh God! Let's not let's not waste time with this because I have far too much cold medicine in me remember. to have a memory. All yeah. I know is Lisa's rival, and that right. episode is just so yeah. good. Um, well, these are actually two Lisa-centric episodes. Yes, that 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 you've done so far, and the and and like the thing is, they they pair her with Mister Burns, which is a really awesome pairing because it's like you have a capitalist and a socialist. You know, and it's a capitalist and a socialist walk into a bar and the capitalist wins. Go figure. 
Yep. Um, and one of the things that I really liked in the first act was the uh, Junior Achievers Club and Mr. Burns coming to speak to them. But more than that, I liked the posters on the wall. <laughs> posters I never noticed before. Including, I'm high <laughs> on capitalism. <laughs> The uh, the um, Skinner um, question was just fantastic because <laughs> I, I just feel like, especially now at, at, at like kind of our age, so many of our friends are now becoming teachers but are still not fully willing to sort of give up their hope of like someday being a famous artist. So they're like, I could see so many of my friends being Skinner in that moment of being like, is it go getterness or stick to it of this? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep. <laughs> what does it say when he's like does anybody have any real questions yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then lisa asks asks him about recycling yeah now do you guys recycle uh yeah i, I mean we have the bin mm-hmm. outside yeah i didn't recycle a lot when i was younger um then uh, it was probably around this episode well it was a liberal agenda when you were agenda uh you know it was uh, all a hoax um but I do recall, like, yeah, around this time, uh, recycling started to be a, like, common thing you'd hear about, like, uh, the three R's, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, Captain Planet, bro. Captain Planet, bro. And uh, (laughs) uh, it wasn't until I kind of, you know, moved out on my own and started, like, you know, becoming a real person uh, with own thoughts and feelings (laughs) that I was like, uh, didn't buy into the recycling thing. Uh, I recycle mm. cans. Sure, got to. Because uh, you know you get that sweet, sweet deposit. Yum, pack. yum, yum. <laughs> Which uh, and then like, the, but there's certain things that I'm like, I, I like, I don't understand the benefit of doing this versus doing this, and no one has convinced me otherwise yet. Except, and it's it's one of those things where I feel like it's very, uh, everyone has the right uh, heart. Yep. That do you know? Like, I, I don't want to deride anyone who recycles or anything like that. Like, I don't think it's a I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but it can be. <laughs> um, like you were saying, like just it, it, the the structures in place aren't good enough to make it worthwhile, and it seems like most people do it poorly. Uh, there's that whole thing about like if one like soiled garbage or something goes in a recycling bin, then that whole bin goes to the dump anyway. You know what I mean? Like I absolutely know what you mean, and it's yeah, and it, 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 it's. Because a lot of the 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 waste management of the uh, of municipalities is a l- like their again their hearts in the right place yeah. where it's like we'll pick up your garbage every two weeks but we'll pick up your recycling every one week right. to encourage you to recycle. Well, guess what's going in the bin? Yeah, <laughs> mm. all my trash. Yeah, all the trash that doesn't fit yeah. into the big bin because fuck every single household has to have six roommates living there because they nobody can afford fucking money because capitalism has ruined the world yeah so my point is if everyone could recycle like lisa does uh-huh. then we're in a better place right but no one can no because mm. no one okay. has the time i was waiting for it to come around because i was like i'm not necessarily hearing a stance i'm cool with at the moment my stance is you're kind of coming around my stance is lisa of course has the right Mm -hmm. idea this is what you're supposed to do mr burns is what people are doing (laughs) yes yeah yeah but yeah recycling uh question mark (laughs) is how i feel about recycling but i'm not against it i i do i do my part as best as i can and i don't like choose not to recycle if that makes sense but uh, I also don't go out of my way to have, you know, five different bins of various colors um, <laughs> that they do. They do not make it easy. Yeah, just it's just, crazy. again, it's just like, you know, make, make it make it as simple as possible and so many people will fall in line. And uh, unfortunately, I, I get that, you know, the structure can't necessarily be as simple as it should be, but I think it can be simpler. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, it comes down to like, you know, I go to a food court in the in at work and I get a Wendy's hamburger or whatever, and then I go to the the place to dump all my trash, and it's like three different things, it's like compost, organics, recycling, and I'm like, I don't know where any of this shit goes. <laughs> like I'm not, mm. I haven't been educated mm-hmm. well enough to know if this soiled Wendy's wrapper with ketchup all over it 
goes in the recycling thing or not or if it goes in the trash and that you know what i mean like so like wendy's this is for so this yep. is to go back to the idea of the institutions like wendy's should be better at making it very clear that they have recyclable materials in their packaging mm. some places are starting to do that by the way uh a and w mm. i think actually is the one who's doing it the most without even being asked that's right and 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 again, it's just things like that where it's like, yeah, if you make your trash and your recycling all like mishmash together, I'm I'm putting it all in the trash. Just label mm. it because I again I don't want to like ruin that batch of recycling with something that yeah. was not supposed to be in there. You know, God, that's so frustrating that it's like it, it's 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 almost made like purposefully obtuse. Yeah, and it's and it's so frustrating that it's like it's it's easier to just chuck stuff than yeah. it is to like and because it's not I, I like i'm not you know i'm not i i don't want to sound like i'm like holding your guys's feet to the flame about something because i don't uh, that's not my intention here i mean i'm just as guilty i just speak with my diaphragm you know but, but well there is but, a, like, there is a little light in our studio it's the uh the virtue light and it is signaling uh, i don't know if uh yeah yeah, yeah. i don't, I don't oh, know God. why I, it's never happened oh, before I'm so, so I <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm just kidding but, but it's just like it sucks it sucks it that does. like we have to incentivize it's that thing it's it, this is the episode it's that thing about like it, it burns doesn't want to do where we have to incentivize yeah. just burns doesn't want to do anything have anything to do with like he doesn't have it in his vocabulary until mm. he until he learns oh you get money from returning this can like yeah. that's the that and you know like we joked about it earlier but like that's you know a big reason why a lot of people recycle their cans mm -hmm. is because they get that deposit back and it's shroot box. <laughs> it's itchy and scratchy money. It's like regular right? money, just you know, fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Burns and Lisa team up, uh, an unlikely pairing. And every single time they do speak to each other, it is he comes at it from this uh, very uh, capitalist economic point of view and she comes at it from a very compassionate yes point of view like he he's like he he starts running his own business which he uh uses the of course uh workforce of the elderly retirees <laughs> um and and his the the only thing that was like oh, this week's quote i'll take you to a duck pond yeah and he thinks that's compassion yeah well again mm -hmm. it's that incentivizing thing yeah right? and it's incentivizing yeah. and it works Although they, it does they are excited about it. Yeah, oh, yeah, it does work. Because That's how they got him to vote for. I can't remember. Lindsay Larue. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Uh, I was going to ask. Yeah. Um, this 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 episode also not only the institution of, of recycling does it really prop up because I think this episode is very pro recycling and very anti capitalism at the end of the day uh, in the in the final scene that you say uh, James you remember the most which is the little Lisa slurry we're seeing it from Lisa's perspective uh, in that it it seems to be uh, an evil mechanism. Right. But you're also hearing Mr. Mm. Burns's uh, perspective of it, which is like it's a very useful, uh, useful tool. It has many, 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 many <laughs> uses, uh, which to most people. How can people, an engine coolant and an explosive? Uh, it's, I mean. It's a little it's, animal slurry. It's slurry, man. It'll cure what ails you. Um, and it's farm feed and fertilizer. That's right. See, I understand how it could be fertilizer and an explosive. Uh -huh. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. an engine yeah. coolant and an explosive, <laughs> it's right next to combustion right there. <laughs> right? That's what I was thinking, right? Yeah. Like. I, I mean, I think it's a it's kind of a satire about the idea of the like the quote unquote perfect product yeah. for that capitalism, mm. you know, is looking like like everyone wants to have the product that does everything. Because then you hit all mm. the different markets, and you you know, and it's, it's a four it's, quadrant hit. That's right. <laughs> it's like Byrne said, you know, like uh, I don't understand. You know, animals need feed. Uh, dynamiters need dynamite. You know, yeah. like yeah. it's it's providing a service <laughs> to uh, to a world that uh, that needs it. You know, it's the supply and demand. And it's not the dialogue that gives him away mm -hmm. in in that scene. It's the animation and the direction. That gives him away. Oh, like the yeah, like he's in the shadows. Yeah. He's he's very clear, and she's backed up against the wall, yep. horrified, because mm. the, the the dialogue that he's saying is just his point of view. Yep. But it's the okay. animation from Lisa's point of view that really gives away that he is evil, and she even calls him out. It's mm. like when you're trying to do good, you're even more evil. 
She, it's just an indictment of capitalism. Yeah. This episode is a pure yeah. indictment of capitalism. Nothing evil. It's that kind of radical thinking that I need. He is a walking embodiment of the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> what is the, what is, did you guys go back and look at like the things that he invested in at the start of the show? No. Like, the, like when they're like you can't go wrong with like consolidated consolidated slaveholders confederate confederated confederate oh confederate slave holdings yeah that's why I was like oh god <laughs> like that's like what it was like there was the and then he was like how like, is that doing and he's like steady <laughs> steady steady. <laughs> Oh boy, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the uh, the idea that um, he he is surrounded by yes men, right? Oh, that's great. Like that, like that idea of why he why how, like the reason they get Lisa and him together all makes perfect sense in the context of the episode. It's a very well I mean? written, episode. very well written episode, and I like yeah, it's like all I'm surrounded by yes men, and that's why I'm suddenly broke. <laughs> Um, which is one of those uh, what is it it's like Schrodinger's cat like if he didn't look at his his stock and his uh, ticker tape maybe wouldn't be broke yeah maybe he wouldn't be bitch yeah well he might not have made that those fatal errors right. in investing and he might have just held right 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 his like whatever how many like tens of millions he had right left. in his book <laughs> will there ever says, be a rainbow will there ever be a rainbow um, great callback by the way I love it uh <laughs> Was it the film fest? No, not the film festival. What do you remember? What episode he introduces that? Honestly, I don't. But yeah. of course, I remember it. Um, yeah. Someone write in and tell us. We yeah. can we could look it up, but we don't want to. Definitely, um. definitely don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then like the his his arc, like Mister Burns' arc in this episode is all very, like I said, very well written. Um, him becoming destitute, and then getting to see him just living life as an old man. Is kind of great, yeah. especially so at the funny. grocery store. Yeah, I'm shopping. I, <laughs> I'm riding the bus. Thanks, Shoppy. <laughs> hey, aren't you that guy everybody hates? Oh, no, I'm Mr. Burns. Oh, no. <laughs> Barney's got some good lines. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, licking the window. and I woke up uh, this morning and I said to myself, Barney? Barney, you're not going to lick that man's windows. It's closed. <laughs> He's still going. Um, ketchup catsup is one of my favorite, like, visual slash like audible jokes uh where it's like him looking at him back and forth because i've i've done that (laughs) as a child i'm like what is the difference between these is there a difference ketchup and catsup and ketchup are acceptable spellings used interchangeably with ketchup yeah However, okay, so it is, it, one, like I think one's like origi- product, one originates from like from Britain more so maybe, and one's more I don't know uh, German. According to a Heinz spokesperson, Ooh, spokesperson, spokesperson, <laughs> spokesperson, John Henry John Heinz first bought his product to market as Heinz tomato catsup, mm-hmm. but changed mm. the spelling early to oh. distinguish it from competitors. What are the competitors? Other ketchup brands like President's oh, so other Choice. people were also doing. Cats up at the time. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to call mine ketchup. Yeah. Interesting. There you go. Mm. We solved our ketchup problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's also known as Red Sauce. Joke, oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, can you pass a Red Sauce, please? No. no. <laughs> Ew. Well, they've got brown sauce. They sure do. Why, why, why do don't they? we just have, like, why don't we just have. Uh, color sauces. I know. I don't like that. You know? My family <laughs> has a New Year's or sorry, Christmas Eve, mm. not New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. Christmas Eve tradition wherein we have a big fondue broth dinner. It's lovely. Yes. And um, my mother, bless her heart, makes past uh, and future guest. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt it. But <laughs> she did not enjoy this. That's fine. Yeah, we'll get her back. She'll on. come back. <laughs> She's a good mom. So, anyway, she makes two different kinds of uh, of sauces: a pink sauce uh-huh. and a yellow sauce. I don't like it. They're both nice. just that, those are the names of them. Yeah, I don't like pink that. and yellow. Call sauce. them something. What's okay. in them? Hey, is it like kind of like a hollandaise, or is it like? Oh like no, absolutely <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the yes, the the yellow sauce is mustard based. Um, oh, okay. The the pink sauce is a little bit more of a mystery to me because. <laughs> Over the 25 Rashes. years we've been doing this, I have never tried it. <laughs> oh. 
pink slime. Maybe it's pink slime. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, call it, it could mustard. be slurry. It could be a little Lisa slurry. It could be a little Lisa slurry. <laughs> yeah. Gross. It'll cure um, what ails you. Yeah. <laughs> so the Burns OmniNet. Yeah. Sweeps the sea clean. Sweeps the sea clean. Once. I was saying this during I the episode. This would work once. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to like tear him up and and like yeah, you couldn't reuse it. No. Right? Not yeah. at all. But you wouldn't but you, need it more than I mean, once. do you see how many like, whales you got? I, I don't, true. <laughs> I don't know why that shot was so iconic in my memory, but mm. like I just I remember that reeling shot so yeah. well and just all the things in it. And like, I mean, technically speaking, you wouldn't need another net because you just get it all the first go. So it's a sea clean. Uh yeah, that that shot exactly. of all the specifically whales. Like that's always like visceral yes. to me, where it's like I see all these presumably dead whales being brought in and then like smash cut to these like mechanical things pounding and slicing and and then like like lisa's reaction is the right reaction like i'm i'm a fish eater like i'll I'll eat fish i don't care i'm not you know um but seeing how the sausage gets made is pretty gross Mm. Well, especially because they're not even like cutting them up artistically, because there's a way to fillet a fish that, that's actually kind of great. Yeah, the McFillet of fish. Of course. Yeah. No, I'm talking about chef artistry, you Claude. So tartar sauce, <laughs> slice of processed cheese, delicious. Yes. Yum yum yum. Uh, but she's literally seeing them ground into mulch, mm-hmm. which is just <laughs> unsettling. Oh, oh my god! Don't and they have a bunch of like? Is it a bunch of hammers coming down, or is it a bunch of axes or there's something? There's some hammers. There's, there's a like, saw. Yeah. There's like a clawed <laughs> thing. <laughs> just torture devices. It's really gross. Yeah, <laughs> it's the the, the dentist uh, dentist tools. Like the, this happy little character is the gouger. Yeah. You've got several gougers going on. So, yeah. yeah. So, let's talk about the ending. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ending of this episode. Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns comes to sells, the Simpson home. Sells the little Lisa animal slurry plant for $120 million. And as his business partner, Lisa is entitled to how much? 10%. James, do you know how much that is? Homer thinks it's 12000 Yep. Homer thinks it's 12000 It's not. $12,000 causes Homer to have four consecutive heart attacks. Simul- not consecutive. Simultaneous. Simultaneous, simultaneous yeah. heart attacks. Excuse me. Which is a miracle of modern science. Yep. Maybe miracle is the wrong word. but It'll be in a medical journal to be sure. That's right. Um, so Greg and I were kind of talking about this after we watched the episode, but I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about Lisa's decision not to take the money? It's bullshit. <laughs> she has doomed her family to yes. eternal poverty in that one action. You know, because look, of her goddamn there morals. Is, there is blood money. I get it, but there is also. Elevating but you take that money and you and you and poverty. you do good with it. Like that money, she could exactly. do so much good to counteract what Mister Burns has done. To like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's so silly to me, and like I feel like a lot of TV shows, uh, media in general, like have this kind of idea where it's mm. like yeah like blood money where it's like that money is tainted because of where you got it from and like yeah. I, I guess i can get All it to a certain paid. degree anytime you make a dollar somebody lost it's, because yeah, of capitalism it like money is debt so like there's no such thing as moral money yeah use it to do good is what you should do yeah. because unfortunately the world is run by money in so many ways that uh, you know, this ties back into what we were talking about before and how like protesting can only do- go so far. If you ha- are a fucking billionaire, you can make so much change. <laughs> you can just decide. Yeah, you're just like, all right, we're we're all we're all green now. Everyone's green now. You can just decide that. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you have if you have a billion dollars, you yeah. can just decide that. Yep. That's how much power you have. That's right. Man, that's the thing that drives me crazy about all these fucking people is that it's just like you you you, you all of you collectively, mm-hmm. you could do anything. Anything in the world, you could change human history. Yep, right now, today. today. Yeah, today. and instead you're like, no, nah, you yeah, know what I need? But- I need another gold, like diamond grill. I my really want to eat my pizza with pa- diamond car, my grill. gold house. It's all I need. Like, Chester G. Them, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. absolutely. And the thing is, no, like I wouldn't buy diamond grills. Like, let's be real. Oh, I mean, here. if you have a billion dollars, you can get some shit for yourself too. Yeah, you can exactly. you can get as much shit for yourself as you want yeah. and still have a billion dollars left. You'll to still change be the world. fine. 
Get a get a, a rocket. Get a, get a fucking rocket, rocket to the moon, life. and then also save the world. Yeah, <laughs> while you watch it get saved from your comfortable <laughs> perch on the moon. You can do that. You can just do yeah. that with with. You literally can have it have it both ways with when you have that kind of money. Billion dollars. This is a good time to remind everyone that we have a Patreon, and uh, if you'd like to subscribe, uh, we have a new tier. So there's, of course, the classic tier, which is $2. Yep. Uh, you get everything, all access, all of our bonus episodes. Uh, the second tier is a billion dollars a month. Yep. And that will uh, save the world. <laughs> but actually, yep. it um, it won't, because as soon as Alan and I get it, we will have a startle- startling lack of empathy. Hmm, that's true. As soon as it gets into our bank account, it's almost like money is the root of all... What is it? You know, it, it's uh, funny. Happiness? It's funny because that's always been my sort of that's always been my sort of thinking with it is that it's like because yeah. you know how when you sort of like everybody imagines that like when the terrorists strike you're going to be the hero, right? You know, everybody thinks that they're the ones who's going to like land the blow and save mm-hmm. the day, and and even though they've never been in a fight or have any kind of fight training, they know that if the, their time came, they'd be the hero, right? And I think that that's the same mentality with money, where it's like everybody thinks that if they got a billion dollars, they'd be the ones yeah. who did it right. You know, they'd be the ones who changed the system. But it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think if I got a billion dollars, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be like, I think I'd buying a house. No memory all of a sudden, you know, like, I think I'd suddenly be like, mom, who? You know, right? <laughs> it makes the people that you immediately <laughs> give a shit about, like it makes that, that makes the, the amount of people, the amount of people that you give a shit about is direct contrast to how much money you have. It's much, much smaller the more money you have. Like if you have a billion dollars, chances are you give a shit about two people, yourself and Pops. and one other person, maybe. Uh, your dog. <laughs> maybe your dog. Yeah. Uh, and your marriage is yeah, one of convenience at sure, best. Yeah. Right. Even then, you're like, no, no. Like, I don't know. Can I? Can I? Can I trust this floozy? I don't. (laughs) I've got. I've got only here for my money. They're only here for my money. I've got a billion dollars (laughs) in a Howe Hotel on Baltic Avenue. (laughs) I only have five hundred million dollars left. I don't know about all that. Basically, be in the poorhouse. If I had a billion dollars, I think I would not tell anybody. (laughs) Gotta tell at least. one person, right? No, you know, I think I think I'd be I'd be that paranoid guy who's like, as soon as someone knows, they're gonna like try and steal it, right? <laughs> and try and kill me or something, right? I'm a weak man. No. <laughs> they can I overpower was, me I was easily. I was thinking about this just last night. I was falling asleep. I was thinking because you know that that you know that saying about like be so good they can't ignore you. I was thinking in my head. I was like, I want to be so rich they can't <laughs> notice me. You know, like fucking rich i want to be i'm just like i am so rich like this like like cra doesn't even want to look at me because <laughs> they're I, like they're yeah like, whatever get out of here yeah it's all the poor people yeah, yeah yeah we're gonna just keep milking the fucking poor for all yeah. their tax revenue that's what we're gonna do. it's easy oh, you got a billion yeah you're things. fine enjoy your billion right? sir Ooh, you diversified yikes i don't What's want that? you only make twenty thousand a year give me it all <laughs> Right, exactly. You clearly haven't earned it, <laughs> but the person with a billion dollars has clearly earned yeah, every dollar. They know what they're doing, so we're gonna let them continue doing what they're doing. You know, you so, only get twenty thousand dollars. Lazy. Yeah. So, at the end, of course, Lisa and her morals causes her to tear up the check for twelve million dollars. Uh, Idiot. Twelve million dollars obviously isn't a billion dollars. And it's not even $120 million. But it's also enough money to, as I was saying to Alan earlier, to literally be fine for the rest of her life, her family's life, her children's life, and after that, and still have enough left over to do whatever good that you want to do. And it's um, obviously it needs to happen because... It it needs to happen because we need a, a it's an elastic universe and we need to go back to zero, but at the same time it gives us one of the best jokes in the episode, which is Homer having four simultaneous heart attacks, <laughs> and I think that's it's, it's, just the way they frame so it. Good. Yeah, he just falls Where down. He's standing there. You don't see his face. You see her rip it up, and then it's like it's not immediate. It's like a pause and then collapse, <laughs> and smash cut to. I've never seen someone suffer four simultaneous heart attacks. 
<laughs> the doctor's laugh. It's it's you know like that. Obviously, that laugh is iconic and it's used many many times. But the way it punctuates that joke is just perfect. It's beautiful. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, so do you want to head over to the reference desk? Let's do it. Uh, so Old Man in the Sea is the title reference. Uh, book by Ernest Hemingway. Nothing else in relation to that. Uh, Dracula is, is reference. What's thinking behind that? Is there is, is there a reason that they would use that other than just no, funny? The or? thing is, like yeah. around this time, uh, in like seasons, I don't know, seasons five through eight, even into nine, uh, a lot of their titles are just character's name and then a thing in the episode related to it. You know, so like gotcha. home, uh, Bart gets an elephant. Uh, Homer's yeah. phobia, uh, Lisa's sacks, you know, stuff like that. Uh, it isn't until oh, like yeah. season 11 or so that they start to really lean on the pun titles where you don't, okay. for me anyway, like I can't tell what episodes are based on their titles as much because it's just like, ah, oh, this would be a funny pun, you know, and I of wine and dozes. And uh, it's like, okay, <laughs> what's that about wine? No. Oh, <laughs> ironically, it's at that time when like, uh, PVRs and digital cable are coming out so that when you scroll through on the menu mm. of your of your cable box you can actually see the titles of right. the episodes whereas beforehand mm. you could only find them in the TV guide right. really and and that's often why they didn't take too much time with episode titles because they're like just people in TV guide will see them and right. ironically the ones in, right. in the TV guide are more descriptive of the episode than any of the ones that would appear on your cable box yeah <laughs> it's weird that's it's weird uh, anyway, uh, Dracula's reference and early gag. Uh, Uriah Heep, Uriah's Heep. That's a character in David Copperfield by uh, Dickens. Oh yeah, I know that guy. Yep. Um, huh. Brett the Hitman Hart. I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't think we talked about him. So no. uh, <laughs> we should and then double the, back. The, the, the Shrieking Sheik <laughs> is a, a parody of the Iron Sheik. Of course. Um, so the Mister Burns in the grocery store is allegedly based on a false rumor that George H.W. Bush got like confused by packaging or something in a grocery store. <laughs> of course. To the point where they were going to yeah, have Mr. Burns... kind of like me. <laughs> yeah. They were going to have Mr. Burns run into George H.W. Bush in the store. Like, that's how far they were going with the gag. Uh, they ended up cutting that. But also, as far as I could tell, it's not a real story. Yeah. It was like a false rumor. Mm. But it's great that they're still taking their shots at him. Oh, yeah. Always. Uh, that Girl. It's a TV show. Right. And they just blatantly mm. parody it. It's a weird little little musical number please is it like a is it like a 60s is it like yeah. a 60s show I, I, that was what i was gonna ask you about actually yeah it's a sitcom uh it's basically the the opening of the of the sitcom like the opening credits or whatever is uh. basically exactly what they do where she's like flying a kite and sees a mannequin that winks at her um huh. yeah it's weird <laughs> i love that the uh the 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 carousel horse comes like out of sync with the rest of the ride mm -hmm. and then rides back it's like he found his own <laughs> yep and installed yeah, it yeah. <laughs> um how the grinch stole christmas uh mr burns stole christmas from 1981 to 1985 yeah he did <laughs> uh he also says shine on you crazy diamond to the hippie which is of course uh, a song by pink floyd from the album wish you were here yes, technically it's shine on you crazy diamond parts one through four and then shine on crazy diamond parts Five through seven? I can't remember the parts. I think it's one through six and seven through 12. Great. <laughs> Those weirdos. You fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, and then the ending uh, kind of has some parallels to both Soylent Green and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. There's there's not a clear one-to-one -one with that, but both of them are kind of present in a way where it's like, no, stop, don't don't recycle. That's kind of Soylent Green, you know, don't eat it. Um, and then them like kind of talking in sync and stuff. You told us to. That's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So I was waiting for them to do the like that classic Body Snatcher shot of like Donald Sutherland turning around, <laughs> doing. Yeah, I was I was totally expecting that because they, whenever they do a Body Snatchers parody, they always do that shot. Right? <laughs> that is yeah. But they didn't do it. They didn't do it. I was totally wrong. No. Uh, that's all I had. So I was wrong. It's Shine on You, Crazy Diamond, parts one through five, and then parts six through nine. Okay, I was closer. All right. <laughs> embarrassed now, huh? we're, we're both wrong. Well, but, okay. but I was closer. Yeah, sure. Price is right rules. 
Oh, all right. <laughs> Closest without going over. All right. Um, favorite joke, everybody? <laughs> um, I really, really love, I'll do it this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I, you did. Like I do love that joke. <laughs> It's Why just you signing any business deals. It's such a it's such a great like what are Homer and Bart doing at yep. this moment? Yep. Yeah, they're not present a lot in the episode. No, it it reminds me of a like kind of a better version of the uh, of the egg decorating in oh. in the in the future ep- in the season nine episode. I think yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I still the love bad episode. I, I love that I love that subplot. I think it's so funny. Is it Vincent Price's? Um, yeah, it's Vincent yeah. Price's egg decorating kit. I think it's so funny. Um, <laughs> so silly. But it's just like, instead of that, they're literally just doing nothing. Yeah, they're just watching TV. Yeah. Uh, and that's really all we see Bart and Homer doing. Like, they're introduced in this episode watching Colonel Dracula. And... <laughs> well, so that's my favorite joke. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about that. Colonel Dracula, Dracula? joins the Navy. <laughs> is the name of the show that we don't see any visual of. We just get the audio, and I never really clocked it before, and I did this time, and I found it very funny, where it's just like, yeah, we're, now we, we now return to Colonel Dracula joins the Navy, and it's just someone going, uh, Colonel, and then, blah! <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> For some reason, oh, Dracula going, blah, is the funniest thing to me. <laughs> It always kills. It's a good one. Uh, James? Yeah, um, what's your favorite joke? The uh oh man, I'm searching though because there's a couple. You know, the, the I mean the Hibbert cut is real good, right? Like the the like I've never seen yeah. four simultaneous that's a that's top. But honestly, the uh Lenny when Lenny becomes the boss, <laughs> he's sitting by himself. And he like uh, makes the announcement and then hangs hey, up. Hey everybody. But it's not even it's just like it's the build cuz first there's yeah. like that whole scene of him like kind of nervously and then they cut to Smithers getting ready for work and like I think the next line is like yeah Lenny's a real bulldog for time yeah, that he yeah. Is. yeah and then at the end where it's like Lenny's reign of terror is, is finally over or whatever yeah. that's Smithers yeah oh man just the way they build that whole like yeah they never show it but just <laughs> imagining Lenny as the boss is yeah. great bank put Lenny in charge why there's got to be some supervisors. He's, he has a master's degree. He does have he does have a, a master's in engineering. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he must be more than qualified. He's probably a supervisor wherever he's working. Could be. Yeah. Maybe he's in sector seven F or yeah. something. Yeah. He's always near Homer. Uh, does anybody know? Oh, is one more time. Does anybody know what his job is? Uh, they say it in the episode um, Burns Burkhoff into Kraftwerk what his specific job is. Yeah. Uh, but remember. it's it's a it's a throwaway gag. It's like they're naming like something that he can do. Right. It's like they can't can. fire me yeah. because I'm blah 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 blah. Yeah, because I'm the only one who knows how to do the dynamic power converters or whatever yeah, yeah. the fuck. It's might as well be Star Wars Jumbo. Sure. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. At Tashi Station. Um MVP of the episode. Um, it's Mr. Burns. Yeah. I think Mr. Burns is, is an MVP with a close second is, is Skinner. Mm-hmm. If I'm being perfectly honest, because his, the moments that he, like, he's just, he's, he's great. So I guess Harry Shearer. Oh, sure. Yeah. Is the, is the real MVP, not a specific character, but a, but the voice actor. Um, I have a, a bit of a, uh, underground MVP. Oh, Dark Horse. It's, it's Marge Simpson. Oh yeah. Because Two in a row. <laughs> that whole sequence is so funny to me. Yeah. And it's a rare moment where like the family's all on board with Marge. <laughs> like it's not where she's like the put upon like, no, Homer. And you know, like she's making jokes and everyone's like, <laughs> good one, mom. <laughs> Except Lisa. Lisa's pissed, but that's what makes it really funny yeah. is everyone's like on board with Marge's mean humor about Mr. Burns, which makes sense. Yeah, it's great. Um, also, she has a thing later, too. The, the scene later where it's like nobody likes a show off. Right. Right, Homer? Yeah. <laughs> See? Like, so mean, but so funny. She's uh, dunking on Lisa yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Like everyone's on oh, board with Marge, a rarity, yeah. and nobody's on board with Lisa. <laughs> Not so rare. Not so rare. Yeah. <laughs> but usually Marge is at least the one on Lisa's side. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like, and she's just like, nah, shut up, Lisa. She'll be like, you don't make friends with salad, but yeah. then go and comfort her. That's right. In this one, she's just like, ha, he's broke. <laughs> oh, two in a row. Two in a row. Good stuff. Do you have an MVP, James? Oh, man. Um, I'm just going to go with Lenny again, just because <laughs> I feel like his scenes did a lot of heavy lifting. You know, and it's like, it's not about... For me, it's not about for me, it's not about uh, uh, quantity so much as yeah, quality. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he, absolutely. He stepped in. He's got a great oh, arc that we don't see. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Puts gets put in, like that's a whole episode in and of itself. Is like Lenny being put in charge of the plant, and at first being nervous, and then being becoming a hard ass, and then getting fired or like removed from position. Cool. Uh, well, any other final thoughts? I really like this episode. I think it take some good shots i like the stance that it comes with and i like the two um diametrically opposed uh points of view that they (laughs) (laughs) um but i like the two diametrically opposed uh views that they that 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 they follow throughout the episode and i think it's very well written specifically the first act uh being uh parallel storylines between burns and lisa and then they uh converge and it's a very very organic um organic episode that just flows together really really well and it's one of the reasons why john schwartzwalder is one of the better writers because he seems to write very um meaty a plots Mm -hmm. um and uh i I just i just like uh whenever he writes a lot of the time bart seems to take out a more prickly conservative point of view which is very funny yeah (laughs) coming from from a 10 year old yeah, I think it's a it's a great episode. Uh, it's not a favorite of mine, but it's in the upper upper tier still. Um, uh, just like what you said, basically that it was that is so well written and just like well plotted and uh, a lot of great gags and jokes. Uh, the ending kind of ruins it for me a little bit. It's funny, yeah. but it just bothers me every me time. Too. I'm like, oh, come on, like just take mm-hmm. it. And that's what, like I said, with just any once. any just show, yeah, any show where they do this, and it's it's always sitcoms, you know, generally where it's like here's like a windfall of money and like how are they gonna not get the money because they can't they can't because they need to stay in status quo yeah it would it would fundamentally Mm -hmm. change the show and it would alter the if it was a live action show it would alter the budget too much but this is an animated show and it wouldn't yeah we don't want to you know final season of roseanne sure yeah do you know that no she wins the lottery oh right it was a dream and it was all a dream yeah and then they brought was dead the whole time that's right and then they brought him back and then they fired roseanne (laughs) No, it's just the Connors. Now everything's fine, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> she died in a car accident. Okay. I hate TV. <laughs> uh, what are your I final... Just, I hear the Connors is very good. <laughs> what, what are your final thoughts on this? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Before we go... <laughs> Fuck the Connors. Uh, uh, you know, you know. Uh, it, it, the more we talked about it, the more I realized I really liked this episode. It, it was, yes. You know, when I watched it, it wasn't like the iconic episode I thought I was getting myself in for, especially because every episode that I managed to, you know, watch with you guys has been, like, almost bizarrely a landmark in my, like, childhood comedy formation, you know? Right. And, and so this is one of those ones that's like, oh, I definitely saw it, definitely liked it, but it's just sort of in the miasma of, Simpsons, right? And but the more we talked about it, the more I realized this is, this is a real good one. And it's um, we also completely forgot the other joke that I loved was this isn't even enough to save one tree, and then they back over back the tree or back they back the car tree. up into yeah. the tree and yeah. drives away as Ralph's crying. What is what does he say? That that won't even pay for the gas. The gas I used to, to buy the twine to, to, buy it, to yeah. tie up the, to tie up the bundles, and then Lisa says, "But we saved enough to save a whole tree." And then he backs yeah. over a tree. Yeah, and Ralph is crying. <laughs> Ralph is crying. I just, I, that kind of that kind of Simpsons joke is just I, I love that kind of stuff. Go the, back. Like, at least we did this, you know. Go back, rewatch that scene one more time, just that scene, and count how many kids get into the back of Skinner's car. I think it's a dozen. It might be yeah. ten, might be he's a got, dozen. He's definitely got a mattress back there, yeah. and none of them are buckled up. Oh yeah, it's a lot of kids in the back of that station wagon, and he's the only one in the front. And they had to transport all the cans too. Yeah, so. yeah, it was not a safe journey. No, Skinner's a bad man. <laughs> all right, you two sickies. So yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, sorry about all the coughing. Oh, I really hey. hope it's, it's fine. I hope you can edit it out or something. No. But... We'll see. <laughs> We're going. Fuck them. I got, listen up, audience. I got a long time to before this one drops, so maybe I'll actually do some work on it. 
Good. So well, that means for... all my political jokes will be really topical. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Well, that's the thing. They never, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <man>. LOL. <laughs> and I ran. I ran so far away. Anyway, uh, <laughs> James, James, world, yeah. I believe it was the poet Smash Mouth who said, The world's on fire. How about yours? How about yours? Uh, That's um, the way I like it, so I'll never get bored. No, you won't. Australia, I'm sorry. <sighs> wow. James, why don't you wow. plug? <laughs> wow. I'm going to cut that part. So. <laughs> So, James, why don't you plug your podcast one more time and where people can find you? Yeah, yeah. Check me out. Friendless is the name of the show. James Armenko is Friendless. Um, um, you can find me on every major platform. I'm on uh, Spotify. I'm on uh, uh, the iTunes. Uh, what do they call it? The uh, the Apple Podcasts. That's the one. I guess, is there an iTunes anymore? Um, uh, no, I think it's just called Music. Find me on Music. <laughs> uh, I'm on on Google Play. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm a SoundCloud rapper, guys. Right on. So are we. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to blow up and I'm going to make my billion off of one song and it's going to be called Young City Path. I thought oh, it was going to be right. All Star, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Look, it's an All Star cover. Cut that joke out. It's a funny joke. I was trying to make that <laughs> old town run. No, it's it didn't, it didn't. Keep it in. Double uh, it. I will. Please cut that. Please. Um, yeah, Listen, no, you signed a, the waiver. Really yeah, I know. Uh, it's a really fun podcast, and I have a lot of fun talking to it. Greg is an alumni of the show. I had a good Alan time. Will be someday. Um, and, Season five. Uh, and yeah, it's a lot of fun to talk about Facebook and talk about all the people I know, and then to unfriend them like the little suckers that they are. Oh my! Very nice. I, oh, I don't know. I, I like I like people. I I feel like I'm cultivating a an internet persona where I'm like this crotchety old shithead. But like, it's hard like not to. That's what I always assumed you were. <laughs> yeah, no. I I I like people. I like talking to people. It's really fun. Interviewing people is really fun. Yeah. I just also hate the internet and culture and people. But, uh, but <laughs> that's why in about They're the worst. That's that's why in about three months I'm going to leave for the woods and never come back. Yeah. By the uh, way, Alan, I'm doing Greg. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the woods. God damn it! Learn a new skill, and you'll never see me again. All right. Well, welcome back to one bad neighbor. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to James for joining us once again from the great, great city of Saskatoon. Featuring a bonanza. Featuring a bonanza. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Bad Neighbors Pod, or just Two Bad Neighbors. And you can email us at the Hammock District on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And uh, at this time, maybe we have a bunch of mail that we haven't got to yet because Greg's been away. In London. London. Yeah. Jolly old London. That's the one. Big There's Ben, no top of the morning place to you. like London. And it's filled with shit. <laughs> There's a hole in the world like a great black pit and filled with people filled with shit. And the vermin of the world inhabit it. Dun, there's dun, no dun, place dun. like London. <laughs> do like a like a happy version of Sweeney Todd. I would like... do it with a big smile on my face the whole time. <laughs> These are my friends. <laughs> Look how they glisten. <laughs> I have a big smile. Yeah. That sounds great. Make yeah. it happen. West London Pretty West. Pretty women. <laughs> Captivating, <laughs> silhouetted, really living it. Dancing. Yes, Mrs. Lovett. All right, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Jesus we are going to stop it there Christ. and have a good time, not a long time, <laughs> and keep watching the skis. <laughs>